Hello, everybody. Welcome to our 15-minute whiskey review. This is going to be a really fun one because there's a lot of controversy, I think, around this brand right now and and what's well it's not even right now it's you know just kind of since the distillates changed over we're going to be reviewing early times we are going to be doing the early times brown foreman and the early times sazerac so you're kind of going to get a little bit of both worlds and you might be asking how you can tell the difference i'm gonna let connor tell you that so i just found out you can tell the difference by the color of the bottle cap my bottle cap is black i bought this last year in kentucky for like 25 bucks. I remember Paul and I going to a liquor store and I was like, I need to find early times ball and bond and it's everywhere down there. So yeah. this is Brown Foreman cause it has a black top, black screw top. Paul's yep. is Sazerac distillate because it has the blue top. That's yep. how you tell the diff. So Sorry. mine's coming from Brown, Brown Foreman. And then in 2020 Sazerac um, acquired early times, along with the Canadian misbrand uh, from Brown Foreman. And they are using the rest of Brown Foreman's distillate, and then they're they're using their own distillate from the uh, Barton 1792 distillery um, once the Brown Foreman inventory runs out. So Correct. that's what Paul has. I have, and they're using the same mash bill and aging process as well as Brown Foreman did with early times. Bob and returning... Bob. Returning early times to Bardstown basically returns it to the to the home of where it was from after a hundred and three year hiatus. the uh, The cool thing about you know early times is it was Brown Foreman's first acquisition back in nineteen twenty three. So you had like Brown Foreman was one of the the few places that was still allowed to distill medicinal whiskeys during Prohibition, World War One, things like that. And so they bought early times so they could go through their stockpiles. And and then obviously, you know, it ended up being kind of an iconic brand. But now uh, it is it is purchased by Sazerac. It is being returned to 1792 Barton in Bardstown, Kentucky. So we're going to kind of talk through the differences in in what this is. Obviously, people can get very passionate about when something changes and etc. Look, at the end of the day, this is a four-year-old whiskey. It's bottled in bond, so it's 100 proof. It's in a bonded warehouse. You're going to get a lot of really cool things out of it. So it's not... I don't think it's going to be bad. I've had a lot of the Brown Foreman uh, uh, early times, so I'm excited to... I don't think I've had the Sazerac version yet, so I'm really excited about uh, diving into this. Yeah, as am I. And... Like I said, I was super excited when um, I bought this bottle in Kentucky last February because you don't you don't find it from where I am. You don't find early times bottle and bond, and uh, I was, it was super cool to see a a um, bottle and bond one liter bottle of whiskey that everybody loves for for twenty nine bucks. bucks. Yeah, so it was so- that was cool. I think there is there is a little bit of a difference uh, in the mash bills. I think. Let me. Nope, they're the same. Uh, so you're gonna have here. You have a four year old bourbon, seventy nine percent corn, ten eleven percent rye, ten percent malted barley, and it is twenty five to thirty bucks for, like Connor said, a liter of four year old bonded whiskey. When yeah. you know you can turn around and see some other bonded whiskeys, and you know, like E.H. Taylor, and you're paying way more than that. So. Kind of, you know, let's let's dive in. Let's uh, kind of talk about what we're getting on the nose and everything, and we'll dive into the full review. 
Corn bomb. I'm getting vanilla, caramel, and a little bit of honey on the nose, I think. I get honey, too. That was the first thing that jumped out to me was like a honey nut Cheerio. It's very sweet on the nose for me. Like, I'm very, I'm very much taken back by the sweetness, I think, of the nose. There's not a lot of burn on that as well. Yeah, it's it's it smells like a it has that classic bourbon vanilla oak mix that you always get with bourbon, but I'm struggling to figure out exactly what else is on here that I'm getting. I mean, I think I think the corn, like you're really getting a lot of the corn, the sweetness of the corn comes through. So I just tried mine. It's a vanilla, or not a vanilla, like a caramel corn to me. And and this is going to be two different distillates, so I, I'm curious to, think, to hear what you're getting on, on yours. This shit's so good, bro. Oh, my God. I mean, I think what makes this really good, too, is the fact that it's four-year-old whiskey, it's bottled and bond, which has to be four-year-old if it's bottled and bond. Obviously, I'm just trying to add that for you know effect but it's 25 to 29 bucks what do you, you mean can't it really go wrong four years it. old when it's bottled and bond. bottled and bond it's four years old you have to be a minimum of four years old so i i was just right. saying the year for effect i mean everybody probably knows that if you don't know that and you're listening to the show congratulations you learned something i think this would this is just quality whiskey like no matter which way you look at it, like even <clears throat> this hits way above its weight class. I think this is like, um, this is definitely probably in the discussion as the goat budget bourbon. This is in the I discussion as that. being the John Jones of budget bourbons. Cause you have <clears throat> early times bottle and bonds, which you can argue is the John Jones or the goat. Um, you have, er, or, um, Evan Williams bottled and bond, which everyone loves. That might be the GSP, uh, George St. Pierre for Are we just MMA going fans. on UFC, like, references now? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, but, um, there's a short list for what people always say, okay, this is what, this is what the best budget is. Old Granddad. We'll do a podcast about that, though. Uh, what does Bill oh, drink? JTS Brown. Yeah. Old Granddad 114, I think, is the best base for an old fashioned that I've ever had. I don't know. And you've been fashions. with me. You've been you've been out with me when when I wanted an old fashioned. I will ask if they have old granddad 114 to use as the yep. base. This is uh, I get a little bit of the rye on this, even though it's a low rye. This is there's a little bit of a of a of a rye kick. Um, but it's mainly a a honey vanilla oak that just maintains its integrity throughout the entire palate so it doesn't get thinner it doesn't it doesn't kick back at the end it doesn't shoot you with alcohol kind of when you swallow it it's very subtle throughout the entire thing but there is a little bit of rye that makes itself known <clears throat> that this is indeed a 100 proof whiskey. You're not just drinking some some 80 proof. 
stuff. And I think that's what brings it all together. That's what puts, puts the bow on it is that little bit of rye that I get. Um, and that that is, I think, what ties this into potentially it being the, the goat budget bourbon. And we'll do an episode about that. But this is uh, this is definitely going to be in the short running for one of the better, if not the best, budget bourbons that you can possibly buy. I have to admit something. I like the I like the brown foreman better. I have I'm not drinking it right now, but I've I've had early times a lot. I think I like the it. You get the Bart. You can almost tell it's Barton Distillery. Like you can kind of almost tell. You know, it would be a fun episode to do, and maybe it's something blind we do. tasting. Yeah, between the two of them, either I get a bottle up here, we do a blind tasting on a show, or we just wait till I'm in Kentucky and we do a like a blind tasting upstairs. I don't know if we can find it anymore. Like I haven't seen any of the black tops. Maybe we'll find. Uh, maybe we'll find some in Colorado over there. We'll do what we can do. I mean, we're gonna have all the equipment. We could just sit around. Well, we definitely have to do a podcast now with, with uh, Matt while we're in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, this will come out tomorrow, right? This this, no, episode, this, this Friday. Friday. Yeah. So right, today's Wednesday. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, if you guys listen to our episode on Monday, we do an internal episode that we just recorded that uh, we explain what we're doing next week. So spoiler, no spoilers. Spoiler we're, we're traveling somewhere and we're going to see our buddy Matt and we can, um, you can listen to, uh, listen to the podcast on Monday to, to figure out exactly what we're talking about, but this no spoilers a, yet. Okay. This is a fuck. Yeah. For me. Oh yeah. No doubt. This is, this is a hundred percent a fuck. Yeah. I, I, whether or not you, you know, want to think that the Brown Foreman is better or the Sazerac. Look, I'm drinking the Sazerac. I still think it's good. I mean, I'm not going to say no to this. I'm going to buy it when I see it. If I'm out, I, it was funny. I actually was like, I bought it so many times. Cause I thought I was like, Oh, I only have a little bit left. So I have five bottles of this shit in my house now. And they're all blue top. I don't know. I, I actually, this is just where you, where I've been redoing. So if you're watching YouTube, you'll see like my background's different. I've been kind of renovating the upstairs a little bit, uh, the whiskey, uh, podcast space. So I, I don't know. I'll have to double check that. Maybe if I have it, then we can just, we can, we can do it. Maybe when you come here and we can just do it when you're in person, when you come to Kentucky in two months. Mm. 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 Either way, it's a fuck. Yeah. For me. Yeah. This stuff's good. This stuff's just, just classic bourbon, just classic 20. I mean, for a liter of $25, it's, it's tough to beat this, this quality. And the brown foreman does have a nice little rye kick right right in the middle of the palate that makes that makes it stand out of of something that's not just a cheap bottom shelf bourbon where it's usually just mm-hmm. like subtle notes of typical bourbon stuff and it's usually washed down by some like alcohol aftertaste and it's it's usually not the best like uh like like the regular early times the black label or whatever label it is i forgot what the color is but um this stands head and shoulders above any other or 95% of any whiskey that is in its price category. This is, this is blowing 95% of them out of the water. I agree. What are you looking for? I was looking for someone who was going to flap it on here. I was going to give you probably what, what was going to go head to head for the OG. And, uh, it's, it's one wild Turkey one one. 
Yeah, that's that's definitely in the talks for goat budget as well. We'll do we'll do yeah. a, a budget bourbon episode. Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll definitely have to do that. All right, cool. So definitely find it if you or buy it if you find it. It's worth checking out. Cool historic brands been around for a long time, and definitely recommend getting it. We have three more minutes. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> we don't have to fill the whole fifteen. I mean, we're we, you know it's a minimum of fifteen minutes. We don't have to go a whole fifteen. No, it's a maximum of fifteen minutes. But I think we do. Yeah. I think we owe it to the people that listened for fifteen minutes on their Friday. We give them an entire fifteen minutes. So if I've you been had drinking to pick port, what kind of port? Uh, well, I have twenty-year-old port in a glass right next to me right now. So why were you drinking that? I don't know. I'm just so wines and different things like ports and and thing you know can really can enhance your palate and enhance your whiskey palate. And I was reading some stuff about it, and I decided I wanted to try it, and I really like it. And the twenty year old is unreal. I mean, oh my god, it's got bourbon notes in it, and it's you can really taste you know whiskey that is finished in a port barrel. I think I will appreciate that more now moving forward. That would make sense. Is it a tawny port? Yes. Cool. So I am not, um, I don't do that. That's, I, you know, I, I feel like it would be weird if I brought someone back to my apartment as a 26 year old and be like, Hey Connor, why do you have a bottle of port? I feel like I can disprove that, but we're not going to do that on the show. Wow, what we if have you, a minute and a half. Okay. What if you bring home a 35 year old? Uh, it just be like, and she's like, I don't like whiskey. And then you pull out a bottle of 20 year old <laughs> Tawny Port and you look like Whoa. a refined motherfucker. But yeah, I got Tito's up there on top. You take that then. Well, you don't have to leave it out. Just put it under, you know, it's under somewhere. No one can see it. And you just whip it out, you know, and just like surprise. You, you, might, yeah, maybe. you might win more goody I'll points. Have to, I'll have to think about that. Maybe, maybe I need to, uh, get some wine and some, some more, some more spirits here rather than a hundred bottles of whiskey. Maybe I mean, you don't have to probably not. Probably not. It's a fuck. Yeah. Though early times, bib. Fuck yeah. Fuck. Yeah. We just wasted people's like three minutes of their life. Just filling it. Talking Whatever. It's, it's only 15 minutes. All right. Close <laughs> it out, Paul. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening.